The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. We appreciate everybody downloading and subscribing, listening to us here on the Triad Podcast Network. Every month, we talk to our certified financial planner, Jennifer Johnson. She is with Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They are a local company based right here in Winston-Salem, and we talk money advice with Jennifer. We've had a lot of market talk recently, so we've decided over the last couple of months to take a little bit of a break from that. If you want market news, I'm sure you can find it somewhere find on the it. internet. <laughs> yes, the, the, the Google machine will help you find it. So here, we want to play out some scenarios and some good life advice, life practices when it comes to managing your money, saving money, uh, mitigating expenses, whatever your goals are in life in terms of your finances, chances are you're going to find it in our conversations with Jennifer. If you go to their website, 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com, they post all of our podcasts on there. You can also find them on our Triad Podcast Network feed. Jennifer, we're recording in early August, which means, uh, I mean, at least Winston-Salem, Forsyth County Public Schools, they don't start back until the 29th. So we've got almost right. another month of summer for my family, but uh, <laughs> different counties may be starting a little bit earlier in the triad. Colleges are going to be starting earlier than many of the public grade schools here. So we want to touch on a little bit of back to school on this episode, but uh, we're going to unlock the big D word for people when it comes <laughs> to money and really get into that, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's right. I, I can't believe it's it's already kind of back to school time, which which I'm like you. Our kids go back on the 29th. So we got we got a little time, a little bit, but but it's it's getting real. I think I we were talking before we started recording about um college because uh, this is the time of year i mean most people if you've got a kid going into college um you start to get those tuition bills for the fall typically in july it seems like because i start to get the request from clients for for distributions to pay for those and and uh, an email came across um my inbox that i thought was really interesting it was it was regarding financial lessons that we probably didn't learn in school <laughs> and our kids probably won't learn in school. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And it is about mostly focused on debt or what I think we should focus on today is a debt. Cause I do think that is a big sort of a, 
uh, a big, I want to say stepping stone, but that's not the word. I'm, that's not the proper word. Uh, it's something you can get kind of get tripped up, tripped up on like early in life. We'll call it a landmine, yeah, basically. yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, like a little bit of kind of a a danger zone. But mm-hmm. you know, but one thing I find is that people tend to go uh, from one extreme or, or another. Like, um, you know, some people may be very anti all debt. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So you may hear philosophies that say, you know, don't use debt at all, you know, pay off all your debts um, immediately. And, and I think we've we've talked about that, you know, in previous podcasts that I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there are uh, some debt that's way more destructive than others and, you know, and, and some types of debt, you know, such as uh, maybe a real estate or a mortgage loan mm-hmm. that you know, that's really smart, you know, folks use, um, yeah. you know, to help them build, build their net worth. And, and so I think it's, it's to me, a good conversation around, you know, what, what types of debt, you know, can, can be good and what, you know, what are a little bit dangerous. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put a link to the the blog post that Jennifer referenced in the show sure. notes, which is about financial lessons your child probably won't learn in high school. And, and debt is number one in those five things. That's right. How much, how much did you know about, I mean, I don't know how early you started this career path of yours, but did you know yeah. much about debt and how it worked and, and ways to manage it when you were in high school or college? I didn't. Yeah, I definitely did not. I mean, I think, you know, my our family was pretty, I think, conservative fiscally, you know, but they had debts, you know, and we don't, and I don't recall any sort of high school lessons about debt at, at all. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't remember had, no. getting any. Yeah. I never had any lessons in school about it. I mean, it's not something that was part of my curriculum in high school. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just, for me, it was either learning about it from my parents or from my friends, or maybe yeah. just learning the hard way myself. That's right. So, and it's hard uh, lessons that, yeah. that I think I, you know, I remember when I first started college and I don't think they're allowed to do this anymore, but they would give you a t-shirt if you applied for a credit card. Um, (laughs) And so several of us, you know, applied for, for cards, you know, and and probably different cards. And then my, um, Mm -hmm. my one friend put part of a geo tracker on her cards. Um, I think we probably talked about that before on the credit card, (laughs) the credit card episode, which if you don't know, a geo tracker is a, um, it's a car. It's a little sort of tiny SUV kind of uh, thing that, that, that probably, I don't know if they're still on the road, but do not, that's, you know, what not to do right yeah. there. <laughs> the, ge- the geo the geo manufacturer of, of cars, seeing that on an actual automobile, because I think when people hear geo tracker, they're like, yeah. that's some, some sort of GPS technology. <laughs> right, right. That's true. <laughs> and not, that's and not true. an actual car manufacturer. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, that's right. These these were, I don't know if they still make those cars. I haven't seen one in, in oh. years, but um definitely not not the way to finance your your car i think i think that was just kind of a i she could probably could not qualify for a traditional car loan and so that was that was what she did and is probably still paying for that car yeah. but uh but there are different you know different types of loans out there and i think i think what i would love to do today is just kind of talk about those in kind of big categories you know what you know, which ones are, are can be good, which can be yeah. kind of dangerous, and then kind of zero in on 
student loans, right? Because it is, yeah. especially for college kids, you know, they're going, they're going into school now, sometimes for the first time and, you know, figuring out how to pay for, for school. And for a lot of them, you know, student loans are going to have to be part of that. Right. And so that's something that we can, you know, carry with us yeah. into adulthood. So I think that's important. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, first of all, the, the geo automobile was made by GM and it was discontinued okay. in 19, it discontinued in 1997. Oh gosh. We were right under the <laughs> wire. Then. It was probably 1996. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. any current, any current college student or certainly high school student was not born, um, <laughs> right after, after geo stopped being a car that was sold. <laughs> on the open market. Uh, yes. So we've skipped. All right. Congratulations. Little, this is little, good little, little history lesson there. So, yeah. um, so to your, to your point about the, the different kinds of debt, um, yeah. it all has to do with interest rates, right? Good versus bad yeah. debt. I mean, it, I would, I would assume it mostly has to do with what kind of debt brings on what kind of interest. A lot rate, of right? it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think, I think there's kind of two, two things, you know, one is, does what is what you're buying going to appreciate in value like like your home right so if you're you know you, we would expect that a home value to kind of go up over time and you 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 know you're paying an amount for it today that you know that you're going to you're going to slowly pay down um you know and so so home home mortgage to me is probably your best kind of debt right because it's you know it's secured by the home so typically to your point Adam it's it's traditionally a, a low interest rate um, you know, we, we'll talk about, you know, an example here too, using a small amount, um, you know, and, and it's typically fixed. I think that's an important thing for people to know too. And by fixed, I mean, your interest rate is fixed for the whole time you have that loan, you know, and, and a mortgage loan is typically really long, like 30 years. So that's really important as opposed to some other types of debt that might not be fixed, you know, like for example, you know, some credit card interest rates that one tend to be higher, um, you know, might not be fixed interest rates. So that is really important during a time like this, because we've talked about it before, interest rates are going up, right? So if you have a debt that is what we call a variable rate, um, meaning your interest rate varies with um, the, the market interest rate that's out there, that means, you know, your interest costs could all of a sudden be really going up and they can really kind of get out of hand. So that's an important thing that I think makes some types of debt um, more destructive than others. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you would, so I guess, would you classify a mortgage as good debt because A, it's a, it's a low interest rate combined with a hard asset that history shows will appreciate in value? I would. Yeah, I really would. I think maybe one of our favorite podcasts was the one we did on, on the real estate market, right? Mm -hmm. And how yep. wild that's been. Um, I, I think I think that's, and, and I think, you know, our guest there, he made some really great points about, you know, the fact that it is a great investment over time. And, and I think absolutely you're buying an asset that you would expect to grow in value and, and at, at an interest rate that especially now has been, you know, really quite low. Um, yeah. you know, I, th I think that's really, really important too. Now, some things that, you know, especially you think about putting things on a credit card, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm really beating up credit cards here, but, you know, you put a dinner on a credit card that you eat, 
you know, it's gone. And then if you pay interest on that, you know, you all of a sudden, you know, and you don't pay that credit card off at the end of that month, Mm -hmm. you know, you could end up paying a lot, you know, for, for that. So I think that's important to know, um, you know, that I think it's, it's, what are you buying with it? Right. Is that an investment that's going to grow? And what are my costs for this loans, which is generally the interest rate? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's, that's, good in terms of a, a mortgage um, for a, for a home that's mm-hmm. that's a good investment that's debt that you don't necessarily you shouldn't necessarily be ashamed of of having or or try to get rid right. of immediately um, what are some other examples of debt that you would classify as good i think a car loan could be good right i mean i think you know one we have the problem that cars don't normally appreciate not not all of them i'm sure there's some situations with rare cars or something. And we have had this weird period with COVID and used car values really going up. (laughs) But um, traditionally, you know, our cars depreciate over time. Though, you know, car loans traditionally too aren't the worst. You know, they're typically fixed interest rates typically, and they have a finite period. You know, usually you're not borrowing for your car more than five or six years. So it's a relatively short-term loan that you know what the cost is going to be. And realistically, most of us need a car, right? And most of the time it's hard, especially I think when we're young in our careers to pay cash for a car and, mm-hmm. and, and we need to have an emergency fund, right? So so I think a car loan is not necessarily bad as long as the interest rate is reasonable and you can afford the payment. Um, it's not stretching your monthly budget. I don't think a car loan is necessarily bad debt. I think that could could be the right thing to do. Um, and I think uh, student loans, I think we've decided credit cards are bad, mortgage good, car loan could be good. Yeah. I think student loans, you know, we should put in the category are most likely good. Um, you know, can, I, can I ask a, a quick reasons. question real quick, just, just to wrap up car loans? You yeah, know, you, you say that they, they can be good because they're a low interest rate and they're typically fixed. But is it is it accurate to say that it is? Uh, it's still preferred to pay cash for a car if you if you can, right? You can, yeah. yeah. I think you can because you know you're you're still going to pay um, typically higher interest for a car loan than a mortgage. For example, mm-hmm. your interest rate is going to be higher, um, and then again, it's a depreciating asset. So what I would try to do for a car is borrow as little as you can. Yep. You know, if you have to borrow some, no big deal, you know, borrow it as long as you know your you know your your income can bear that, combined with your other debts, you know, aren't taking too much of your monthly take home. And then just pay, you know, pay that off as quickly as you can. Right. So, you know, if it's if you can you can pay a little bit more quickly and have it done before the period is up, you know, I would always generally recommend that in most circumstances. Yeah. yeah good, okay. good question. Yeah. So, okay. So student loans was another one that you, you were going to jump into. Yeah. Yeah. I think student loans, um, you know, and I want, I want to distinguish, you know, between the types of student loans that are out there, right? Because uh, there are some key differences in, in, I think, an area where, you know, folks could make sure they're educated about the loans they're taking out. Because there's been a, a lot of attention, I think, especially pre-COVID towards student loans and how much debt there is out there and how much of a burden that is for people. You know, I think that's a, a type of loan that's not necessarily bad. I think it depends on the type of loan you have. Um, I think also in, in, 
and we can talk about the different types here. Um, for example, federal loans versus private loans and the key differences there and things to look for if you're interested in taking one out. But I think in general, we would we would say an education is really important, right? And that's something that would, um, you know, that does benefit us, you know, throughout our lives. It gives us it's 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 a, it's not necessarily an asset in the same way, you know, your home is. Mm-hmm. But yet it is uh, something that we would use to to hopefully provide income for a long period of time and, and earn higher, you know, higher, higher amounts of income because we have that. So it is an investment of sorts. I think, um, I do think, you know, what's hard about education, and I have this conversation with folks that are doing education planning. And of course, we we think about this as a family too, because as you know, we have two girls, but there's such tremendous varied cost of education, right? Um, You know, in that, you know, our cost of, of public education here in North Carolina, it's, you know, it's still not um, a small thing, you know, mm-hmm. for families to pay for, but the difference between that and a lot of, of private education is incredible. You know, it may be three times the cost, you know, to go to a private institution in the state versus public. And when you start to look at the amount you know, most people are not going to be able to pay that in cash, right? Or pay as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, even most of our clients, even doing education planning, you know, that's a stretch for them to help their clients pay or their, their children pay for that in full. So that's where I think, you know, student loans come into play. So, you know, so I, I guess I would say it, that's a hard one necessarily to say if it's, I think it definitely can be good. I think it's, you know, it's not something to be villainized necessarily as a whole, but I think, you know, we, you want to be educated if you're a parent or certainly a, a student, you know, that's taken out these loans is to, to understand going into that, what those loan payments will be like, you know, when you need to repay those, you know, and, and I know that's hard if you're 18, right? I think that's really difficult to mm-hmm. understand the impact of that. But, you know, but I, I see people, you know, people that are, you know, in their 20s that need to really be saving for other goals that often can't because they're, they're paying a pretty hefty student loan payment sometimes that, that makes yeah. it difficult for them to get started. So, so I, I think we do want to be careful of the amount we borrow there but i think it's something though that could be good debt you know if if used properly right mm-hmm. if it allows you to get that education so i don't know if that helps you know it's kind of it does it does and and i guess like car loans um mm-hmm. if you if you save for college because to me like when we, when yeah. we approach this i mean we've, we've got three kids and we, mm-hmm. we try to save as much as we can for college, but I don't know if we're going to be able to fully fund it when, when they right. when they go off to college. Right. But even if we don't fully fund it, it's still, in our opinion, it was the right move to, in our situation, I should say, it was the right move to save for college because right. yes, maybe we have to take on some student loans, but it's not going to be nearly as much as if we were paying for the full thing and that could oh, right. that could have a serious impact on our kids professional lives for the first yeah however many years that that after they graduate 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard on them because you've got, you know, young professionals that are, you know, have pretty, pretty heavy. I mean, it's almost like another car payment sometimes and what they're paying back in student loans. So it just puts them kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to saving for like home down payments, Mm -hmm. college, and then they start having kids and, and I've, and, and on the, the flip side, you know, parents can take loans out. We'll talk about that briefly too, but you know, cause there's, there's loans for students and loans for parents too. But, and I've got a, a few situations where people actually carry student loans into retirement, you know, that they're mm-hmm. paying for their kids. So, so it, it stays with you. So I would say, you know, we want to do your homework. So I think there's, there's a few points that I wanted to share with folks when it comes to student loans, just some, some basics for them to understand and, and questions to ask. Uh, when they're considering that. This show is presented by The Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at The Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if the Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. You don't have to, if let's say you have to pay $15,000 a year to go to school, you don't have to save for the full $15,000 for it to be a success. Right. Let's say you save five and now the cost that you have yep. to take out as a loan is 10 instead of 15. I mean, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm unfamiliar with this um, this parent loan option that you just referenced. What, what can you tell us? Yeah, about that? yeah, yeah. So there's a cu- couple of of options. Um, one, two, in kind of big categories. You know, we think of them. I think in terms of like federal loans, uh, which federal loans are funded by the federal government. Mm-hmm. So they they have some advantages over private loans. Um, and federal loans could either be loans, you know, to, to the student directly, or they could be loans, you know, federal parent loans uh, direct to the parent on the behalf of the student. So, so I think in general, you're going to be, you know, most people take out loans in the name of the student because that's clear in those cases for, for federal loans to the student, um, you know, one uh, payments aren't due until after the, the student graduates. Um, I believe they give you six months after graduation to begin repayment. Uh, and that's really important too. And, and the rates are fixed there too. So again, back to, you know, what types of mm-hmm. debt are good and bad, you know, your interest rate is fixed. And because the federal government sort of backs them, um, you know, you, you have lower interest rates than you would if you go out into the private marketplace. A lot of times though, um, I think especially when you get into some of the more expensive schools, um, the student alone 
hit some limits in terms of what they can borrow individually. So you end up with parents taking out loans. Um, and there, there are some limitations to how much, you know, you can, you can borrow certainly on a federal level. Um, so parents, you know, often will, will take out loans, you know, on the behalf of the student. Um, and, and you can have some choice there about when you begin payments, you know, you could start paying on it immediately, you know, while they're still in school, mm-hmm. you could postpone those payments until after the student graduates. I think a key thing to ask if you're in that situation is, you know, will the interest accrue while the student is in school? So, you know, if you can put off the, the repayment, that's great. Um, but make sure, you know, interest isn't growing, you know, along the way while you do that. So it's, it's still lower interest rates, you know, for the parent loans, um, the federal ones, at least, mm-hmm. uh, then certainly than credit cards. And, and in most cases, um, private student loans, which are kind of their own animal. And yeah. um, so I think in general, you know, people, you would definitely would encourage folks to look at the federal option, you know, first again, make sure you borrow. If you're going to borrow, I would definitely say start there because, because with the backing of the federal government, you're going to have, um, you know, one lower interest rates. You're often going to have this ability to postpone, you know, making payments. Also, also they have repayment plans that can be based on your income when you do leave school as well. So it may mean you'd pay on it for a long time, but, you know, your actual payment uh, could, could lot, probably be a lot less uh, when, when you leave school, depending upon what your income is, so, which is most often not an option with the private, the private student loans. So that's really important. So, so I would definitely, you know, definitely when you get into taking out private loans or even parent loans for the kids, important questions to ask are, you know, when is repayment going to be required? Does interest start to accrue, um, you know, while I'm deferring payment to? Okay, all right. That that's a really good breakdown of all the different options when it comes to loans for pay paying for college. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I would imagine there's one biggie when it comes to to uh, bad debt, and we touched on this yeah. a little bit earlier. But the 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 800 pound gorilla when it comes <laughs> to bad debt is is what? Yeah. Yeah, it's credit card, right? I mean, I think so. I think you end up with like a lot, especially, you know, college students, no income or low income, you've got expenses, maybe you've got student loans, but end up with credit cards or young professionals. But, and I'll just give give you kind of an example too. So this is just a a really quick, simple example. It's if you borrow $10,000 and you pay that over 10 years, um, how much interest um, you would pay? And, you know, with our student loan, rates change a lot. So, I mean, this may not be definitely check your rates, you know, because they're, they're changing quite a bit. But, you know, if you've got a student loan, you know, this would definitely have to be a federal loan to be this low in interest rate, say, at 3.7. A car loan at about 4%, a mortgage at 5%, and then a credit card at 16%. So, you see kind of the... Mm. how the in, the interest costs go up. But just to give you kind of an example, you know, on the student loan, you borrow 10000 I think similar to your example that you gave, you borrowed 10000 paid it back over 10 years, which I think is pretty common actually for student loans. Mm-hmm. 
you'd pay an interest $1,996 at that interest okay. rate. That's not okay. too bad, I don't mm-hmm. think. And so that kind of to, to what I was saying earlier, you know, in that example, that's, you know, if that allows you to get a good education and, you know, have a good career, that would be totally worth it, right? Um, the car loan, using that same example, the interest rate's a little higher. You know, you'd pay two thousand one hundred eighty-nine dollars okay. borrowing that same ten thousand. But again, not too awful. Right. Um, you know, mortgage um, at five percent. You know that that interest is two thousand seven ninety-two. Okay. But again, mortgages. You know, hopefully that home value is going up over ten years. Um, right. So I don't think that's any big deal. But to over, your ten, point, over 10 years, your 10 home, years. your oh, yeah, over those yeah. 10 years, the value of your home is probably well exceeding, yeah, what you pay in for interest. sure. Oh, for sure. I, I think so too. I think so too. Um, now, credit cards, you know, credit cards, let's again, we're looking at about a 16% interest rate. So, oh, on a 10 year, um, you're financing ten thousand dollars over 10 years. You pay an interest alone, ten thousand four hundred thirty-nine dollars. So oh. <laughs> double, you know what the what you actually borrowed because you know we've talked before about compound interest. You know if you don't pay it with investments, it works for you, right? You earn right. interest upon interest with a credit card where you don't pay. You know you, if you don't pay it off fast enough, you end up getting charged interest on interest, right? Mm. So. So in that example, you know, you could just see how devastating that would be. Um, I, I do think when it comes to student loans, you want to make sure you ask those questions, especially if you get into like private loans, they can sometimes possibly be closer to a credit card, right? I mean, so make sure, you know, you're asking, you know, about yeah. the interest rate and is the interest rate fixed, you know, because if all of a sudden these costs, you know, start to go up and then is that accruing interest while your students in school, mm-hmm. because you don't want that situation, you know, on your, you know, accruing, it probably wouldn't be quite as, as high as the, the, the credit card example, but, you know, that could easily be, um, you know, be a high cost loan there. Uh, and I would, I would just ask, I would certainly ask that question and, and get, maybe some estimates about what those payments will be when you have to start making those, mm-hmm. those payments. I, I do think it seems like students are a little bit more educated. Parents, I think certainly are about the dangers of student loans as opposed to when, when I went to school, I think it was just an education is always a good thing. You know, if you have to borrow, you have to borrow. And, and now I think people, hopefully people are a little bit more discriminating in, in terms of thinking through that, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, Adam, or yeah, what you I, see. I, I'd agree with that as well. And and I think it was, I, I think what's helpful is what you said earlier in terms of as you're, if you're going through all these different options out there for student loans, look at your, look at your federal ones first, because, yeah. you know, like you said, I mean, in a lot of cases, those will be fixed. You'll probably get reasonable mm-hmm. interest rates out of that. Right. Um, so yeah, looking at the interest rate and the other thing too, that, that I noticed when um, when trying to get a, a a loan for a mortgage, you know, sometimes you can be sucked in by the lower interest rate of an adjustable loan. Yes, that's right? true. Typ- right. Typically, you can get a better rate for an adjustable loan. Sure. 
but but it adjusts, every right? it adjusts, correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it, you know, you may get one at 4%, but it could be 6% the following year. Right. Um, and so it probably have, would be in this environment, right? Correct. Where you're starting to see interest rates go up. Correct. So um, I think the only time that would ever be a good idea would be if interest rates were extremely high. Yeah. And, you know, we had a real high probability of them going down. Right. So it would adjust down. But unfortunately, we're in the, the opposite. We're in the opposite. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, one me... other thing I forgot yeah, to mention um, about the, you know, important things to ask about about student loans would be around the possibility of loan forgiveness. You know, that was very been oh, in the yeah. news at different times. Yeah. Um and, you know, and one thing that I think we learned from that is, it, is that only, well, one, you have to be in certain like public service jobs, you know, like such as, you know, nonprofits and healthcare and some teaching jobs and things like that. So you have to be in the right career. But the loan, if it's not a certain type of loan, it's not eligible to be forgiven. So that's, that's important. I think in general, your federal loans are much more likely to be you know, for, for qualify for those forgiveness programs yep. then as, as opposed to a private loan. So that's the other thing just to be aware of too, um, as, as you're thinking about what type of loan to take out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me, let me ask you one more that we, um, I guess it's, it's kind of like a credit card, but sometimes you can get, uh, they can be attractive because of some of the uh-huh. terms, but what about, what about if you're making, a purchase that isn't as big as a car, but let's say it's a piece of furniture or yeah. it's a television or something that's going to cost you between $500 and $1,500 Sure, where you could pay the cash up front. That's a big hit to, to, to your budget wow. or so many of these places offer the, the monthly financing and say, okay, well, instead of that, you can pay 40 bucks a month for, for this yeah. months. And yeah, uh, I don't know if this is still out there, but you know, you they'll say, okay, well, it's it's twelve months, same as cash, you know, interest right, free. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what are what are some of the the pros and cons of of that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that can that can be a really smart, right? Because you're you know you're leaving your money in the bank or in, invested to earn a return for you for that twelve months. But here's the the real catch with them is that you've got to make sure you pay them off while they're in that period of time, like. Like if it's zero mm-hmm. percent for twelve months, you know, make absolute certain that you pay that guy off because what happens is the minute you cross that twelve month period, or that, and just in this case, and most of the time it is a year, you know, once you get into month thirteen, that in, they really jack up the interest and they really get you. It's so over it like twenty. Like per, it's over card. like twenty percent yeah. in some cases, isn't it's it? It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really egregious. And I think, unfortunately, what happens is a lot of people do that with the intentions of paying it off, but then you know, six months later, there's a car. You know, all of a sudden they got to buy a car or yeah. air conditioner, and then before you know it, well, darn, I can't pay that bet off. You know, and it didn't seem like that much at the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a really bad terms on that. So, I mean, I, I you know, it, I think it's there again. It's what it's a, it's a, you got to know yourself a little bit, right. And mm-hmm. know, like, am I real disciplined? Um, and, and, you know, and set up, set yourself up a payment plan, right? Like if it's just to make our math easy, if it's a $1,200 TV, um, 
make make set up a hundred dollar a month payment, yeah. you know, and make sure that happens each month, whatever you've got to do. Like don't because a lot of times they will make if I remember right, they may make you make a very small monthly payment or maybe a down payment and then yeah. nothing until they get you to to the end. But just don't get don't get caught up in that. Kind of seems to me that it, it's logical to think that if you have to opt for that financing situation, you probably can't afford whatever. Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't yeah. be buying it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If that's the only way you can buy it, you're right. You don't do you it. You can't afford like, it. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Instead, the best thing to do is if it's again, that $1,200 purchase and you don't literally don't have the money, put, put a hundred dollars a month away for the next 12 yeah. months and then make that purchase because it is so dangerous if you, you know, you really don't have the money, you know, you're, you're, it's going to be close. Right. And you, you don't, yeah. it's just not worth it. And I think it, is this right that in some cases, maybe not all where the 22 or whatever percent interest rate that you get hit on with those applies to the original balance and not what yeah. is remaining. Oh, could be. I don't know the I answer. I think to that, that I think that happens in some case. I mean, you got to read the fine print, right? You got to read the yeah, terms. Yeah, <laughs> that's that would really stink, right? Because mm-hmm. if you you know you paid it down a thousand dollars and didn't make the last two hundred, and then they charge you twenty percent on twelve hundred, right? Yep. Like it wouldn't surprise exactly. me if that's the case. I, I think there are some out mm-hmm. there like that, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't they've got to make money somehow, right? Correct. I mean, they're not they're not going to give everybody a free loan. I mean, because I think unfortunately they probably take advantage of maybe the less educated consumer yeah. and really just stick it to those people that that didn't quite make it. So that's yep. just don't don't be one of those people, you know, don't get Yeah. don't get stuck with that. Okay. Well, uh thanks Thanks for this advice. Um, student loans, car loans, mortgages, credit cards. Uh, we, we've kind of laid yeah. out some of the the pros and cons to, to all of them. What's good debt that that is okay to take on? What's debt you should try to avoid? Um, all very helpful. And again, we, we've put a link yeah. to the, the article to source the information um, in the show notes. So yeah. Jennifer, uh, very educational as always. Yeah, if you don't, you won't learn it in school, but you'll learn it here, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, remind the folks again where they, how they can get a, a hold of you about their own situation. Yeah, absolutely. They can they can certainly call us. We're local. It's 336-701-1600 is our phone number. You can email me directly if you'd like. It's Jennifer, just like my first name, Jennifer at the number three dash magnolias with an S dot com. So Jennifer at three dash magnolias dot com. Check us out on the website, 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. Love to hear from folks. Yep. They're a fantastic and local company. So please support them. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next month. Thanks, Adam. It's been fun. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. 
The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.